Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Inquiries of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries, which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor or Ko-fi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the Linktree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Welcome to the now 28th episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today, I finally get Joe and Jen from LegitBat. How are you guys doing today? What's hey. up, buddy? Thanks hey. for having us on. Had to give you the extra fancy introduction. So for anybody that doesn't know your guys' show, which at this point, I feel like everybody should know LegitBat, but you know, give them a rundown about what you guys do. That would be wildly exaggerative to say everybody <laughs> knows, but uh, we just, I mean, how do you even describe it? We do what we do. It's um. We talk about conspiracy, spirituality, uh, aliens, whatever, but it's in a very non-serious way, even though we have serious people on sometimes. We do get into very deep subjects, but it's always in a uh, potty humor kind of way because there's enough serious shows out there. So we try to keep it light, kind of give people a break from the serious research, but things that people want to hear about, but in a, a lighthearted way. Yeah, think? I would say it's more lighthearted. It's not always potty humor. There are Joe has a soundboard. He has three or four soundboards that he kind of feeds off of. Some of them are farts and some of them are swears. But we don't always use them and we do get into serious topics occasionally. <laughs> but even when it's serious, it's lighthearted. So yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, it's always lighthearted. We don't um we don't get angry. We don't yell or get super emotional. We don't cry on the show. You know, that's always bad. Not no yet. one wants to cry on the show. I might cry on this show. I don't know. No promises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess one good spot to always start at because, you know, it kind of is semi-conspiracy slash alternative mind thinking show as far as inquiries of our reality go. But I always like to ask people to get the conversation going. Like, what was your guys' like red pill moment that made you guys feel like, one, you need to start a podcast or two, you just want to talk about this kind of shit? I don't know. You want to start? Um, well, I think there is only one answer. But I think, and I hate to say it, but I think it was COVID when COVID happened. And that, that was, I think that was a lot of people's eye-opening moment. But when COVID happened for me, especially, and, and for Joe, we were both, we were always into conspiracies. We listened to Mysterious Universe. That podcast is amazing. We, I listened to that and Joe has too for years and years and years. And they talk about a lot of paranormal um, alien stuff. And then some kind of weird stuff too, like weird tribes that live off of, uh, just knowing what their 
going to do from day to day just by having it given to them in the dream that they had the night before. Um, weird shit like that. We've always kind of delved into that stuff, but when COVID happened, we were like, oh shit, this is all real. <laughs> something has to change. I was going to say something similar to that where, I mean, the way I've said it before on other shows, but the way that I was raised, I was raised basically being forced to question everything because nothing made sense about the Bible to me. And that's how, I mean, long story short, very strict religious parents, but that's how we were raised. And so I, by the time I was 10 or 11, I was already like, some shit is off here. There's nothing right about what you guys are trying to tell me. So I, I started questioning stuff. I mean, by the time I was a teenager, I was smoking weed and talking about aliens and uh, zeitgeist and the esoteric agenda, all these, you know, things that came out about that time. And uh, so I was already looking into all this weird shit, but I never really was too serious about it. Not that I am now. But yeah, like Jen said, once 2020 hit, I'm like, oh shit, no, this is happening. Like, there's fucking lizard people. Like, yeah. I, I don't know about that. But it was just closer to <laughs> it was closer than we thought, I guess, because aliens and paranormal spirituality even has always interested me, and I've always looked into certain things. And but I've always lived my life in this real tangible world and thought that this is just how things are, and this is just real. This is this world, this life we're given. We're supposed to get up every day and go to work and do our jobs and. And that's that. That's the world. And then the COVID ha COVID thing happened, and it brought it to your to our front door. Basically, it did. Yeah, it was just like, wait a second. So many things changed. Where, um, well, Joe has a job where he couldn't. Um, he would definitely get it if it was really deadly, like they said it was in the very beginning. And he couldn't leave work. He was working more and more and more. So I was like, well, I'm definitely gonna die. Like if if this is real, like with the in the this is like. February or March or whenever they first were talking about COVID. When how it was, was really hype. How is this deadly pandemic and super scary? They're showing these videos of the people in China dropping dead on the street yeah. that we've never seen since. You know, that so kind of the airport where he works has, um, there's a flight school that comes in directly from China <laughs> with students <laughs> flying directly in from China and they fly in every day and they didn't halt those flights at all until I think May or something like that. So I was like, well, I'm definitely screwed. So there's nothing I can do. So right when COVID happened, instead of being scared, like I wanted to be, I started door dashing and just like getting out there in the open and touching people's food and like interacting with people more and more. <laughs> like and more. in toilet seats. So everything. many people gave me cash. I had a job too, but I was like, I can do more. There's a, there's money to be made out there. I'm going to, we were in the process of also buying a house, which was super fun during 2020. So everything um, was fun during 2020. <laughs> We had the best 2020, no joke. Like it was, it was a blast. We had a great time. We bought our first house. I lost my job and then got another job and then door dashed in between. Joe made shitloads of money on overtime. We got a dog. It was really fun. I mean, I got, I got a funny story for how COVID started for me actually. That I don't know if I've actually mentioned it on my show, but pretty much like I heard about all this like COVID stuff start happening, right? So then, uh, you know, they started doing like the, the lockdown things, but particularly when I started getting texts from my dad saying like, Hey, starting tomorrow, you're going to have to have a, uh, like a, like a work visa or whatever the fuck you want to call it saying that papers. you're allowed to be Close out your papers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And ironically I was on mushrooms at the time. <laughs> so like I started getting these texts from my dad and then I go on and I watch the TV and I'm just like, fuck dude, we're all about to die. And I was just super fucking paranoid. And I, like, couldn't even take mushrooms for a little bit after that. until I, like, figured out, like, what the fuck was going on. Because I knew something was off. And I didn't know if it was... Like, my whole thing was I thought it was, like, some kind of crazy-ass bioweapon that was intending to, like, take out half the was. fucking population. So I already had the conspiracy mind set into that shit. But, like, <clears throat> beginning of COVID, mushrooms definitely wasn't, wasn't a fun idea. <laughs> That's, That's funny because during that whole time... Mushrooms always does that. We well, were doing mushrooms, too, Yeah, a lot during that during whole that time. time, ever since 2018, I think... We were pretty, going pretty hard into the shrooms, like not like doing massive trips. Every once in a while, we would and acid, everything else. But the uh, mushrooms were something I always have on hand, and always like almost every day we'd microdose at least, you know, a little bit. Maybe that's why 2020 was actually pretty cool for us because we were just microdosing <laughs> mushrooms the whole time. But I feel like every time we've ever gotten super fucked up, which is pretty rare. So this is what I'm like for you, Shane. 
every time I've ever been like tripping balls, the craziest shit happens. There's something insane happens, like a pipe will break and flood your but, like, home. Like objectively weird, not just because you're high. It's like you look at it later no. and you're like, no, that was fucking weird. No, it happened right then. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's something that's strange no matter what and would completely fuck up your world. Well, it could. But getting a weird text from your dad like that while you're fucked up is like, <gasps> it's like 10 levels deeper than it would actually be if you. And your brain goes down these holes it, and yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. The funny part is, my, I don't think my dad listens to my show at all because uh, pretty much like I was like, hey, dad, I started this podcast. And he goes, I don't listen cool. to podcasts, but that's cool, whatever. So like <laughs> I've called this guy out so many times on my show over just some random shit, just like small, stupid shit. But, you know, not that he's listening to this one, but if he hears it, dad, yeah. I was tripping on mushrooms when you texted me that. <laughs> <laughs> eh, you're an adult you can do it too well. i know for a fact my parents don't because uh our show says explicit and it is there's a lot of potty mouth stuff so they would never listen and they it's would a... also have absolutely no idea how to listen to a podcast no they would need i'd have to give right. them a tutorial just to find podcasts no. but they i would hope they don't listen actually because i've talked a lot of shit on the things they believe which is actually nothing I've not said to their face, so that's fair. But yeah, I don't think they... Also, your parents have come a long way. Not that that even needs to be said on the show, but his parents yeah. were very strict growing up. And when I met them, which was just seven-ish years ago, they were extremely nice. And all these horror stories I would hear from his family are just not... Not that they're not true to me, but they're not a part of something that I understand. Well, sometimes they're I feel like, like I'm their anymore. parent where I look at them and I'm like, oh, they've grown up so much. Wow, yeah. good for you guys. Dude, that's like... If either of my parents listen to my show, like, I know it's not my dad. My stepmom might, um, but she, like, you know, has, like, the Alexa. So the most she's probably doing is, like, hey, Alexa, play Increase of Our Reality. So it's not like she can specifically select an episode. It probably just plays whatever the hell is in line. But, like, I don't <laughs> talk to my mom, but my mom's a little uh, on the crazy side. So, like, I, I have a weird feeling she listens to every one of my episodes. And I've talked a lot of shit because she's put me through a lot of shit through the years. Dude, so, I... Isn't that a weird feeling to know that there's somebody out there listening to your show that you've never heard of and will never contact you and they just kind of hate listen, you know? Like every episode, they're like, I fucking hate this guy. Push play. Ah, do what they have to say concept. now. I don't think that happens. That definitely happens. Talking about that, dude, I fucking go on Anchor today and it shows you uh, like the countries that listen to your show. I got some weird ass countries, bro. Apparently I have like a regular listener that's in Kuwait and shit, but... We're big in Slovenia. I don't even know where the fuck that is. That's what but... I'm saying. Hey. But then I go to like US, right? And I click on the US and it'll show you individually each state, like how much percentage listens to your shit. And I reference this on a big dumb inquiries with Kyle, but apparently I have like a 5% from the US that listen to me that's in Washington, DC. I'm like, them feds are fucking listening, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. How'd you narrow it down to that? Uh, we don't have to get into the fucking woods of podcasting, but we can talk about that later. But yeah. It is interesting, though, to look at all that. It makes you think, wow, there's people on the other side of the world that have heard me play my farts into a mic, <laughs> and they still listen. How weird is that? No, but listen, think about how we, when we listen to shows, when we listen to podcasts, we love the host, and we end up loving the guests, and we end up loving the style of it, and it's something that comforts us every day. The fact that we can do that for someone else is pretty pretty fucking amazing but it's not that's kind of what i meant at the beginning where i'm like we're just doing a free show to get you through your shit job okay like don't come at me with this hate stuff dude i've actually it, had surprisingly good reviews on my show i only have eight ratings so far but five of them they're all five stars first of all which is awesome so thank you to everybody that's listening that gave me those reviews and uh the five that like actual typed out reviews that i have like they're all like wonderful like super nice fucking people i haven't had any negative stuff i've had a few listeners that have reached out to me um shout out to just look by the way because he's trying to start up his podcast and he said that i kind of gave him a little bit of inspiration to do it so you know shout nice. out to you homie because i've been talking to you every day but uh it's kind of crazy like the connections you can make with people and it's awesome that like i heard other podcasters and they inspired me to start my podcast and it's cool that i'm starting to get to the point now where i'm inspiring other people to start their podcast and it's like yeah. i never thought that i would ever be that person especially starting oh, this. Yeah. Like, it was just a way for me to vent out my frustrations first of all get to talk to random people and have cool conversations that I wasn't having in my normal life and be able to tell people pretty much like, Hey bro, like you're not the only one thinking this way. And it's crazy. Just like how much in just the past couple months that I've been doing this, that I've actually made like a connection with all these different people. And it's been awesome. And I appreciate yeah, everybody it, that's listening to this. It'll just expand from there too. Like I like a couple months in, I'm like, wow, this community is huge. There's so many cool people. 
And now we're almost two years in, and I'm like, this is way bigger than I can even handle. I can't even keep everybody's name straight anymore. Like, and it it sucks because uh, I want to, but my brain only has such a capacity, you know. So I'm I'm trying to keep track of all these different names and people and everything, and it's great. But uh, wait, what what were we talking about? Podcasting and yeah, how keeping names of people. Are? Oh yeah, whatever. Brain fart. <laughs> oh wait, I have a button for that. Hang on. <laughs> there, that was my brain. <laughs> But I got to give you guys a shout out, too, because I got to say, like, when I first started podcasting, the first one that talked to me regularly was Joe. And you were messaging me that first night that was up until, like, in my time, at least, it was like two o'clock in the morning. So, like, I was surprised at how accepting this community was, like, as far as, like, just some random podcaster that I've been listening to for the past, like, year or so. Um, you know, I, I fortunately didn't start from the beginning with you guys, but I started about a year ago or so. Like, it's crazy that, you know, now it's not like I'm looking at you as some, like, not that, you know, I try to I glorify anybody or anything like that, but just somebody that seemed like they're almost like unreachable in a sense, like because, you know, they have so many listeners and stuff. And now I'm like sitting here having this conversation with you and we text back and forth. And it's just it's just, it's been a weird transition, but I love it. That's so weird. I had no idea that you listen. You've listened to our show for a year. Yeah. Wow, oh, I damn. did not know that. <laughs> That's why I felt so special when Joe fucking hit me up and was like, here's my number. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Joe gives free, free advice out for people anytime for podcasts. He's helped so many people who are like, hey, I'm having issues with sound quality, which was our major issue for a year. And I'm not even sure if, if you have all the answers, babe. But he'll, he will sit there and work it out with people all the time and help with editing and other shit. I definitely don't I'm not offering answers. his services. I'm just saying he does do that just out of the goodness of no, his heart, I have which like is very sweet. No, I have three different things I can offer you if you have uh, audio <laughs> quality issues. Beyond that, it's up to you. But he also will give good communication. He'll say, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and I can't help you, I'm sorry, good luck. But it's and just also I nice having that bridge into just like other podcasters talking to you. Cause it's like when you first start off and you don't even have an episode, it's like half the community kind of just is like, sees you as just like a listener where if they have a lot of listeners, they may not reply, but it's just cool that you're on like the other side of that where you're like willing to like hit people up and have the conversations. Like it's super appreciated as far as like I, I said, like, you kind of helped me get the confidence to get my show going. And if you listen to my first episode to now, like there's a drastic fucking difference. Even the first time I popped on with you guys, you guys didn't think I was awkward as shit. I felt awkward as shit. And now it's just like a complete 360. And I'm sure just having this conversation with me now, you guys can see a huge fucking difference in how I started. Everybody does, though, dude, because it's a weird thing to talk into a mic, first of all, and then see somebody on a screen instead of just sitting around your backyard having a beer or whatever. You know, like you're you're having to do all this technical shit so it doesn't feel natural, but it gets more natural as you go. Um, you just get used to a fucking big black dick in your face and talking into it. Yeah, we're literally on the other side of the country from each other right now. You guys are in Cali, and I'm out in Michigan, and we're able to do this kind of shit. Like, what other means would you be able to do something like this? No, it's wild. And that's where you bring like, us to. Shit. I think we talked about that the other day, too, about how uh, the only reason you've talked to some of the people you've talked to is because you, quote, have a show. And I was telling Jen that, too, like when we had uh, Tommy Chong on. I'm like, the only reason we got to talk to Tommy Chong is because I said, hey, we have a podcast. You want to come on our fucking podcast? And... For some reason, he's like, yeah, sure, man. That sounds great. I got to yeah, talk to you guys after the show about that one because he's been one of those people that I like, kind of looked up to being a stoner since the time I was a kid. So if I can get Tommy Chong on my fucking show, my girlfriend's dad is obsessed with Tommy Chong. Like, we call him that just because he, like, acts like him and has the same mannerisms. Like, yesterday he, like, lost his pens. And he was like, man, I can't find my pens. I got to go back up to the store and find these pens. It's like, goddamn, dude, your dad is literally Tommy Chong. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have Tommy Chong on this show, dude, I'm really hoping that'll eventually happen one day. And I'm sure that Gabby's dad will shit bricks. <laughs> yeah, hit him up. He's been on tons of people's shows. He's surprisingly open, dude. He's yeah. Very, yeah. It might take a little bit with scheduling. I forget what time he was on. He was on at a weird time. It was like noon our time. I had to like call in sick because of the time difference or something. Yeah. But, you know, I made it work. But he was very sweet the whole time and very, he wasn't like, talking down to us or anything like that he wasn't like i'm so important he was very like oh hey what's up what you guys want to talk about i really hope i can get him that'd be really cool i'll have to talk to you guys more about that after the show so people don't have to hear all the like hey how'd you do this yeah, sorry. <laughs> all the technicalities <laughs> of having a podcast sorry Boy. yeah you can cut out whatever you want anyway hey man if that's legit here? bad i gotta leave it as organic as possible like there's no reason to cut it out i have yeah. certain <laughs> like certain guests i'll do kind of more editing you know but then when there's certain other people it's like you don't want to cut shit out because that's just part of the fun you know 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe's helping one of our friends with editing their show. And they're like, oh, what do you guys do with your show? And he's like, I don't edit anything at all. Like, there's nothing. I put and the like, intro music and the outro yeah. music, and then I go, If and there's send a it out. huge, awkward silence, if something random happened where we, like, lost power or something weird happened, that would be the only, like, some sort of natural disaster, some act of God, then we would edit. Other than that, when we fuck up, we're like, oh, well, that happened. Why would we take that out? That happened in this in this plane, in this dimension, whatever. Not to sound wooey and weird, but it happened. Why are you going to fucking delete it like it never existed? That's dumb. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I had an episode of uh, Big Dumb Inquiries where I had, not that the listeners can see it, but I have a uh, toaster and a shelf behind me. But uh, one of my cats tried to climb on my table and, you know, try to fuck up my cords here. So I go to grab her and she grabs onto the shelf and almost takes me out with the fucking shelf. And of course, I had to leave that in because Kyle from uh, Big Dumb Podcast is, of course, reacting to it like, God damn, look out, bro. That <laughs> 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 was probably one of the funniest moments on the podcast. Shit. <laughs> I know. No, because yeah, there's no reason to edit that out. It's relatable, though. So listeners like that shit when they're like, oh, you're just a normal person with your cat taking a shit on the floor or whatever happens. <laughs> like one time, I mean, we do video, so which is new as of a year ago. But so we do video, too. So that's a whole different thing. One time my cat came in, like made its way in. The dogs made its way in. And we're just mm -hmm. like showing them on the video. And then one time somebody tipped us on Rockfin for me to take my shirt off. These are the things that happen on podcasts. You got to be prepared for. One time on uh, Talk at the Tavern, I fell backwards right on my back. chair. Like I was, were you on that one? Yeah, I think I, I wasn't on it, but I saw the video for it because I think you guys posted oh. it the next day <laughs> and I was laughing people, my ass off at it. Yeah, we posted it, but I was just fucking with my chair the whole time. And then as it went back, I was like, oh shit, I'm going down. And I was so excited that that happened. And then the video was just like whoop, everywhere. And it was great because it was a moment of weirdness and it was dumb. But it was totally cool. There's no reason to be embarrassed. But tons of people hit me up and they're like, were you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah, I was laying on the ground laughing. I didn't have a head injury. I fell like two feet. It's no big deal. It was yeah. funny. It, see, that actually, we were laughing. That kind of it. thing <laughs> is so awesome. And I would never edit that out because it, the way that I don't have a problem with polished ass podcasts, you know, where everything's like perfect and all this info and like bullet points and all this shit. That's fine. That's not us, though. Um, we fall backwards in our chairs, and I almost shit my pants sometimes. Like, those things happen. Why not leave that in? Well, I think the more personal you are, the more personable and relatable, like you were saying, um, the people want to hear that. That's what I like in shows, when I can relate to someone. And it doesn't have to be the exact same thing that I'm doing, but something that I could relate to like I could see myself doing that or I could see someone I know doing that. Well, it's something you can't fucking predict either. Like you falling backwards <clears throat> into the green screen. Like that's well, not something yeah, we but... could have ever planned or hoped for, I'm but it was great. The more personal stuff people add in, it doesn't have to be their whole personal life, but when they add in little tidbits about their life or what they're doing, or if they're like, oh, we got chickens or we're starting a garden or whatever it is in their show, I love that shit. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's relatable to me. And sometimes have... people are just like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, and they don't want to talk about their lives, which is also okay, but it's hard. It's a little colder feeling to yeah. me personally. I was going to say, I talk about my chickens all the time on my show, and I've had a lot of people that hit me up saying that they like that I talk about my chickens. And I also wanted to add it in just because uh, I'm going on her show soon, Speed Bumps. Anybody wants to check that shit out? It's a new show. It's awesome. Uh, very wonderful girl running the show. Uh, Joe editing, of course, but... Shout out to her also because she's been super friendly, super awesome. She listens to the show. So, you know, here's a little shout out for you for Speed Bumps. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Ellie's That's funny. amazing. I love Ellie. Right before we jumped on, I edited her show with Big Dumb Kyle. Here's what the synchronicities. I, I literally just, they just did a show yesterday or the day before, and I just sent that back to her for, uh, for release. And then yeah, right dude, before I got on with you guys, I had a show, I had my other show with, with Kyle, Big Dumb, Big Dumb Inquiries. So there's all around nice. Kyle for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's everywhere. He's just blowing his loads everywhere. We talk about chickens all the time, dude. It's weird. Like the false reality check show we did, we were talking about with you before the show. We talked about chickens for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I don't even know how. We were talking about their weird Swiss Army hole and how everything <laughs> comes out of the same hole. And like, I don't know. I don't even remember what we talked about. Oh, yeah. We did. That is a very confusing <laughs> concept. <laughs> everything oh, comes out of one hole. Comes out. Here you go, P. No, I'm just going to grab a drink. Oh, okay. Will you grab me one, too? Yeah. She's actually going to pee. Yes! No, I'm I'm just grabbing a drink. I was just going to ask really quick, when your chickens lay, are their eggs, like, really gross, or are they clean? Because our chickens, for whatever reason, are their eggs are so clean. Are, my eggs are surprisingly clean, too, and they don't look like, like, they're fucking huge. They don't even look like chicken eggs. Like, I give them a really good diet, 
So like my eggs are look like they're almost like small goot like chick like duck eggs almost. Are they double yoked? Yeah, a lot of the time they are. <laughs> so how many do you have? I got six, and I used to have a hen or a rooster, and then he passed away recently. So now I just have six six hens. That's because he was surrounded by six bitches. Of course he died. <laughs> And I got two ducks, and they're both boys. So, you know, those two have been together since they were babies. So, like, they kind of, they get along even though they're boys. But right now, it's the beginning of spring. So, they're trying to, you know, make love to each other. So yeah, I was going to say, do the ducks rape the chickens? I don't keep them with the chickens. I purposely bought them a second house because as soon as they started getting into maturity, they were trying to rape my chickens. So, I bought them their own separate house. And now they just chill in that house. And they sit by the front gate and squawk, or, you know, quack at the chickens all day pretty much trying yeah. to get them especially they're now that it's spring they're like give me them bitches <laughs> sequestered with their duck boners i wonder if that would even work like if a duck fucked a chicken would that make a a duckin like how does it work i don't think it would make anything but you know if there's a whole little fit it's kind of like the whole concept of anything can be a dildo if you're if you try hard enough <laughs> well the duck would get his that's yeah for sure you know that Every I, time I go out to my chickens, though, they, they think uh, I'm trying to mate them because I pet them, and they, they think they're about to get some, is what yeah, my friend that. told me. Where they put their, their yeah. wings up? Yep. Yeah. They, they like get all crouched like they're ready to take it. I'm like, no, I'm just petting you, you sick fucks. Chill the fuck out. And a little fun fact for everybody out there listening, ducks are supposed to be one of the rapiest animals in nature. Just a heads up for you. You think they're so cute, they but they rape are. more things than anything on this fucking planet. Probably not including humans, though, because humans are very rapey, too. <laughs> fucking assholes i've got chased by a duck before and uh a goose i i was like uh 11 or something and got pummeled by a goose like it was trying to either rape or kill me and i had to like fight it off I, as an 11 year old that's a weird thing to experience a duck it might have been a duck i'm not sure a duck or a goose but it was trying to fuck me i was very disturbed a little bit of both i'm assuming honestly no one i want a sound clip of that he wanted to to rape kill me <laughs> There you go. There's your sound clip right there. <laughs> Every ah. time somebody says something weird, he's trying to rape kill me. <laughs> well, AIDS rape, that's the worst kind of rape, but AIDS rape oh. death, I guess, would be even worse. So How I'm going to add this in here. This? I'm sorry, dude. Just a little <laughs> bit for the listeners here, because I know a lot of people that are listening to the show definitely like the conspiracy aspect of things. So just to, just to yeah. throw in that little bit in there, because they, they may not get the whole legit bet premise that you guys just kind of run on it. So we're just kind of doing that because <laughs> that's what we do with legit bet. Sorry for everybody that every episode is a little bit different, but that's kind of the that's kind of the point of increase of our reality is that we're inquiring now at this current time about legit bet. But just for yeah, the yeah. sake of the show, because people like it, I got to ask, what is both of your guys? I don't want to say favorite because it may not be like a happy thing, but like what's your guys most interesting I guess, and also favorite, because it could be two separate things as far as, like, conspiracies go. So I always pretty much stick with the moon landing just because it's one of the more easily provable, I'm provable in quotation marks, of course, but one of the easiest ones for a newbie to look at and be like, wow, there's something fucky going on with that. And the reason it's even more interesting is because then it leads into people going, what is the moon? And then you go from there. I mean, you go all the way down to flat earth with that one. I'm not going to talk about that one because I've had Start enough conversations about flat earth and there's people that get very fucking angry about it. I'm just going to say, I don't know what the moon is. I don't know if we've been there. I don't think we've been there. But I think if we were there, it is not what we were shown in 1969. I got to ask you, though, what's, what's your premise of it? Because I believe that no matter what, we had to beat the Russians there. So whether or not we went there, no matter what, I think we filmed it because no, like with Stanley Kubrick, whoever the fuck filmed it, I'm assuming Stanley Kubrick, but like, even if we didn't make it there, we had to have something to play because we wanted to look like we're ahead of Russia. So even if you don't believe in the fact that we faked the moon landing, like you, it's undeniable that our government would definitely make a video to at least make it look like they went there, even if they didn't go there. But right. I feel like we went there. This is just my idea. People can dissect, dissect it how they want, but I feel like we went to the moon and there was things there that we didn't quite get, you know, like, cause they, there's a bunch of different recordings of them saying like, what's this like weird thing on the surface? Why are we getting this weird feedback noise? Why are we hearing this ominous music like playing through our radios? So I feel like we went there. Yes. We saw a bunch of shit that we, you know, weren't necessarily supposed to see. So everything that everybody saw on TV was the, was the filmed one. And that's why a little fun fact for everybody, NASA has no video footage of the original moon landing. 
And the only video footage we they have of it is stuff that was broadcasted on TV. And they say that they lost the footage. So hearing it out, if we went to the fucking moon, why the hell would we not have backup on backup on backup of the video? My idea, we went there. There's some weird shit there. We have all the footage and we're just playing everybody. The, the stuff that everybody knows is the shit they played on TV because once they got there, they realized they couldn't broadcast what they found there. But that's just me. Right. That's that's kind of what I mean by the there's so many holes in that story. And I think it's holes they couldn't have predicted back then with, you know, video analysis the way it is now. And people can look at this stuff and put some pieces together. Back then, people just believed whatever was on TV. I guess that's not much different than today. But <laughs> back in the late 60s, people saw something on TV that the government said. They were like, this is definitely what's happening. Like, I'm not even questioning that. Like, you can see the dude. He's on the moon. That's happening right now. And you fast forward till now and people go back and look at it and try to find all these holes. And there are so many holes. It's ridiculous. And one of them is that, uh, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but it's a dude I just heard on a show, but he did a documentary called the funny thing happened on the way to the moon. And one of the biggest holes was that during the supposed launch, they were just in near earth orbit orbit. And, uh, this, whoever was on the speaker was telling them, speak now like he was telling them when to talk because of the uh what do you call it so there'd be a delay between radio waves if you were halfway to the moon there'd be like a three second delay or whatever it is and he was telling them when to talk because they weren't actually out there they were in orbit so they had to wait until dude told them when to talk and that's that's in their that's in an official nasa documentary like it's not even crazy dark web shit so I mean, that's what sold the dude that made that documentary. Uh, funny thing happened on the way to the moon. That's what sold him on it. But there's so many other things about it that just don't make sense. The fact that they didn't see stars uh, and that was Buzz Aldrin and whatever the other dude's name was during the press interview afterwards, they kind of fumbled over their words when they were asked what stars they saw. One of them was like, I don't recall. The other one was like, I don't remember seeing any stars. Have you ever heard of light pollution? If you're on the moon with zero light pollution at night, you're going to see some fucking stars. You're going to see stars the way you've never seen them before, and you're going to be looking at that because you're on the fucking moon. Yeah, literally. It doesn't make any sense. And none of the pictures show stars. There's too many things about it. I don't know what happened with that. I just know what we're told is a lie, which is kind of like everything else. The problem, too, is that back in the day, kind of going back to what you were saying, um, like you, you didn't have playback as easily as you do now, where somebody can... If you're just watching the moon landing, you're not taking the time to dissect it because you're only seeing it once versus now you can replay over every second of a video and do it in slow motion. So it's easier to dissect shit back then. Like they could have did it the shittiest fucking quality possible. And if people are only seeing it one time, that was all they got to see. Then, you know, they, they wouldn't be thinking too much into it at that point. And uh, right. <clears throat> the other part that I wanted to add into was, uh, fuck, what was it? Having a brain fart at the moment, but, uh, Oh, oh yeah. hang on. Hang there on, was on. The... there you go. There you go. That, that helps me bring it right back. <laughs> There's all those new uh videos of what's his face? That one I think he works for NASA or something. He's like, Yeah, we don't have the technology to go to the moon, but we're gonna try to make it to Mars. Like, wouldn't that be the same fucking technology? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, except Mars is farther, so you'd have to have better technology, but you're telling me you can't get to the moon with that technology? That's why I would recommend people go watch that documentary because he breaks down that thing. <clears throat> Sorry. He breaks down a lot of that about how the computing power that went into Apollo 11 was like a thousandth or a millionth of our phones now. And that made it to the moon. It made it past the Van Allen uh, radiation belts, which they still uh, part of what you were talking about with that guy saying, oh, the technology doesn't exist to go to the moon. But we hope to get to Mars. They still don't know how they got through the, the radiation belts in that little tin can made of uh, rubber bands and tinfoil or whatever the fuck they made that out of. It it doesn't make any sense. Like, they would have been fried or at very least, uh, you know, not been okay when they got back, enough to give everybody high fives when they're like, yeah, we went to the moon, came back, everything was great, boom, we beat the Russians. Like, none of it makes sense. No. And people still want to deny that shit, kind of like COVID. The same people that are denying the moon landing and saying it was 100% true, like, it's Even easier. if you believe we made it to the moon, you still got to admit there's some sketchy-ass parts to that story. No, it, it's way easier to just be like, yes, everything we were told is fine. 9-11, yes, 19 hijackers on 
and their their passports survived and jet fuel melts steel beam you know it's so much easier just to believe what you're seeing you show on, on tv because it's comfortable it's comfortable to believe what you're told sorry i don't mean to cut you off no go i, I want to hear your experience <laughs> i know but that's how so i was raised with parents who were very bought into cnn msnbc that was like how we lived so when COVID happened i was like oh my god we're all gonna die so 9-11 being an inside job was not even on my radar forever the moon landing wasn't on my radar at all until i met joe i didn't think about stuff like that i did think about god and spirituality and where we come from and where we die which is my favorite conspiracy theory which i will get into later but i definitely want to hear that little, the little details of things that happen on this earth i just never thought about i just was like do 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 living my life so <laughs> when I don't know when we talk about stuff like that it's it's very comfortable i know the feeling i know how comfortable it feels to be like oh yep our government loves us it's great or or just to not care i won't say that because i never gave a shit about our government but to not care and be like eh, whatever whatever they say it's true or not i don't care that's comfortable as well but to really think about it think critically about what's actually happening it's so uncomfortable and then to do that it takes a little bit of bravery in a way i'm not saying that all of us are so brave or anything like that there's no like narcissism or ego involved but it's you have to kind of step outside your comfort zone and look into it and then be okay with what you find and a lot of people just don't want to do that well yeah and like uh i think it's Tripoli that always says uh cons conspiracies always lead to spirituality and the reason that is because you start questioning fucking everything so i feel like the actual landing connection was the fact that yeah. all of us grew up in like houses where they kind of push religion on us and we had a lot of questions. So that's kind of why we were already more comfortable with asking obscure questions versus like right. people that didn't grow up in houses like that. But even like somebody who grows up not spiritual or not religious or whatever, if they can fall down one little rabbit hole of questioning something, even if it's 9-11, like the big ones that wake people up, like JFK or 9-11 or the moon landing, all these things. You get into one area and it automatically spider webs to all these other ones because then you start going, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense about this story. Wait a minute, history is a fucking lie. Oh my God, where did we come from? Why am I here? And, and it automatically leads you to what uh, Jen's favorite thing is. They're trying to distract you from looking in yourself to get all fucking woo-woo on you. Uh, if, if all this shit's out there and it's a blatant fucking lie or at least a distraction what is it distracting you from that's why we don't really get into flat earth anymore or any of that stuff it's like okay the earth shape could be a triangle who fucking cares what does that mean for me does that mean jfk was killed by a balloon like it doesn't really matter so i love all these little like tangents that you can go down like 9 11 there is a lot you can look into on that and we have enough to the point where i'm satisfied now i don't need to look at it anymore unless something crazy came up I'm I'm satisfied with 9/11, wasn't what we were told. JFK, not what we were told. COVID, uh, definitely not what we're fucking told. But what does that mean? Like, what? Why are we looking into these uh, details when you should be zooming out a little bit more and looking at the macro and going, why do these things exist? Why Why are these out here? Why are they so in our face? And Jen's response to that is. It's keeping people from looking at what's really important, which would be inside yourself, which is the only thing you can control, right? Yeah. You can't control any of that stuff outside. Jen, say something about that. I got to make one comment real quick. Um, one thing that I've been doing lately that I think is really funny is that, like, I'm with you with the whole, like, who fucking knows the shape of the earth thing. So when people ask me and I get put on the spot, I say I'm a hollow earther. And they're like, yeah, but that could go for either. And I go, exactly. Right. <laughs> I love the hollow. You're like, shit. you're both right, man. It's cool. <laughs> I, I, like, again, you never fucking know, dude. Because I like to read the books about there being like an ice wall. I like to read the stuff that's about flat earth. I like to read the stuff about like it actually being a globe. And like, it could be like a bigger universe. Like, I don't know anything. It's all theories. So I like to entertain all the different angles of it. Because you'll never find out what the truth may be unless you learn how to embrace all angles. Yeah. Right. Oh, I love that so much because I hate when people get, I shouldn't say hate. So I, I dislike strongly when people get very, very um, set in their ways about how they believe, how their theory, or, or they get just, they stick their foot in the ground and they're like, my theory is correct. And it's like, well, I mean, did you see the earth? Do you know if it's flat around? I understand they can do research and do other, read other people's research. It's not like they're going out there and doing the footwork, no offense to anybody. I will listen all day 
to someone, are you for flat earth or round earth? We still have to have another debate on our show about this because it was fun to listen to. But at the end of the day, unless you're like, well, I took my spaceship up and I looked and here's what I saw. I'm sorry, but you just don't know. You can you can theorize like if that's okay, that's great. People get so upset though. They get so angry and then the emotions get in the way and they can't even have a conversation anymore to the point where it's like, well, what are we even talking about now? We're talking about the, the shape of the earth. Does it matter? Can you still go to the store and do what you need to do? Can you still grow food in your backyard? Can you still love and hug your kids? Yep, you can, whether the earth is round or flat. So I don't give a fuck what fucking shape our earth is. I just don't. Right. We, we always say that, but I always say, too, that that would make a very boring podcast if we were just like, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. So, and thanks for joining <laughs> the show. That's what he says to me all the time, because I'm like, this shit doesn't matter. What you were just saying, though, it's so funny. You were arguing in favor of what I always say to you. But when I always say those things, when you were like, Jen, say something, I'm like, well, I can say what you would say, which would be like, well, that doesn't make a very good show. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's no information. And that's why it's fun to debate these things, and we have to debate them out, like flat Earth or whatever. I still want to hear people's perspectives on it Absolutely. because maybe I'll learn something new that where I'm like, oh, wow, that is a good question. Like the eclipse thing, the fucking lunar eclipse happened the other day. Texted a couple flat Earth friends. I'm like, what are eclipses? I'm not even trying to be a dick here, but like, how does that happen? How I don't think a solar eclipse is anything to do with the moon personally just because i think you would see the silhouette of the moon way before it got to the sun and instead you just see the sun being blacked out and then it comes back but the lunar eclipse is a weird one because it looks like a a shadow but you'd think of the earth being three times or whatever the size of the moon that it would completely black out the moon but yeah. you can still see the outline of the moon no matter where you're at you can still see the outline of it, it doesn't make any sense to me either so i had to ask some flat earth friends and to their credit they said I don't know. There's some things I don't know, but I know it's not. I can tell you what it's not is what he said. I'm like, fair enough. Let's dude. Embrace a new idea that like we may not even be on anything that's a sh fucking flat Earth or a globe. It could literally just be a giant plane that's endless with a fucking wall built around where we are. But I gotta drop something, of course, too. Is like Antarctica. Like I believe in Hollow Earth because specifically, I feel like there's some weird shit going on with Antarctica. And I'm always looking at this shit on Google Maps because I'm just really weird about it. And I keep watching that there's a big fucking circle spot that you can't zoom in on in, in Antarctica. And when you do, it's it, it's definitely like warped where normally you can see the snow and everything around everything. But there's like a big spot where it's like specifically like a circle. And I've always had this different theory, but a lot of people have said that Antarctica maybe were one of the entrances to Hollow Earth. So, like, yeah. read a bunch of shit about pilots saying that there's, like, trees and green and a bunch of other shit there. So, whether it's a hole or there's an area where it's inhabitable, that specific spot on the map, and everybody can go look it up. Go on fucking Google Earth and look at it. There's a weird circle in the middle of Antarctica, and I feel like that's either an entrance or this area that people talk about that's inhabitable. And that's why you need government permission to go to Antarctica in the first place. Nobody can just go there. I had to add that part in, of course, too. You can go on guided tours for $10,000. To see fucking penguins. But They're they guide you. you. They tell you where to go. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago seeing a story about a dude who was the first person to, like, hike across Antarctica. I'm like, okay, show me exactly where he went, first of all. He might have <laughs> gone outside. You know how big that fucking continent is? A parent continent? If you look at it, it takes up the whole fucking screen. If you look at it on Google Maps, I'm sure you know this. It's fucking huge. There's no way that dude walked across that whole thing. He walked maybe a across a corner of it or something where he was allowed to go. But the weird thing is that when you get close to it, like the fishing boats, you get told to back the fuck off by the Navy or whatever, you know, warships that are, why the fuck are warships down there? Are they trying to keep the penguin population in check? What are they doing down there? They're diverting people away from going towards Antarctica what because there's a treaty wall? there signed by how many countries and nobody's broken that treaty. How the fuck is that possible? And planes don't fly over there. That's what's weird, too. Yeah. You'd think it would be easier to fly over the Earth's butthole to get to Africa from Australia or wherever, mm -hmm. you know? Like, it doesn't make any sense the way they fly. Well, There's so many unanswered questions. they fly over North America. So if you're in the United States to fly to Ukraine, like your sister does, because the sister lives there. So they'll fly over the North Pole and land in Sweden or Finland or Denmark or somewhere and then go to Ukraine from there. They don't just go across the equator and just 
head east or west or whatever, it's shorter to go over the North Pole. But planes don't fly over the South Pole, even though it would be probably faster to go from Australia to South America or whatever. Yeah, like it's I'm, it might be some, like I said, some weird shit, be it an ice wall of some sort that may get into like the next plane. Like maybe we're looking at the Earth all completely wrong. And like maybe it's like an in secret that a lot of pilots know about. And like theoretically, like maybe not a flat Earth, maybe not a globe Earth. Again, I kind of, if any, if I'm gonna entertain any idea other than you know just like the the uniform what you're taught in school, I guess I would definitely assume that maybe we're possibly in just some kind of giant plane where there's not necessarily you know like land masses right. as we perceive them, you know, and that's why they I, I, I love the certain places the dimensional idea where you get to Antarctica and it's like a Pac-Man where you end up on the other side of the earth all of a sudden. And you're just like, wait, I was just in India. How am I in America in two seconds? Like, what the fuck? Dude, it could be like Game like, of Thrones. It could be the fucking ice wall, you know, like that's where all the, all the skinwalkers and fucking... all of a you're back in America. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where the skinwalkers and all the Sasquatch live. That's, that's, <laughs> that's where all these weird cryptids are from. And then they got a sheep herd them back. Like, fuck, you're not supposed to be in the middle of North America. Get back, Sasquatch. <laughs> Why are you in the Pacific Northwest? Well, I was just hearing Ron from New England talking about uh, the golf ball Earth or the what, what do they call it, the concave Earth or something like that. Yeah, but where the, each little pocket is a different world. Yeah, and it makes sense. It doesn't even have to be round. It could be flat as shit, and there could just be different pockets of different dimensions everywhere. And we have our own little thing going on here. And if you go past it, you end up in India. I don't know. Maybe. What do you think about that? What do you think about uh? Is it called the like the golf ball theory of it being yeah. like little dips? What did you call that? Yeah, I guess it's like a golf ball. That'd be, but I guess that wouldn't work if it goes onto a plane, though. Um, well, no, it could. It would just be flat, but it would have divots in it everywhere. It would just be flat, but that would also work with Hollow Earth. Yeah, exactly. Right. But no matter yeah. what, though, like Hollow Earth isn't even. I don't even think that's like a, a discussion anymore. Because even if you want to look at it from like a more literal standpoint, there's all those like underground cities and shit that they found in Turkey that were big enough to hold like whole civil like whole cities worth of people and livestock and yeah. like living quarters so it's like even if you don't want to believe in like there being reptilians or some shit in the earth like there's still the matter of like there was underground cities so in a way that is hollow earth like that is a thing that we know about <laughs> right it is very uh porous the earth and we also know that there are underground military bases so there there is some shit going on underground that we and we also know creatures, creatures adapt too to their living environment so if they're underground for a long period of time that could create those reptilians or whatever we're seeing or skinwalkers who knows they could be another form of human well, I mean, think about, you know, the center of the ocean. There's shit down there we don't even know about yet. Yeah, like you guys see the underwater weird. oceans? Have you guys seen that whole thing? No. no. Okay, hang on. Real quick, I have to pee. It's been past my time of peeing. So to be fair, when Joe kept telling me, you're going to pee right now, you're going to pee. And I'm like, no, I'm just getting a drink. I totally peed immediately. I was like, well, I have to pee now, you motherfucker. You made me fucking have to pee. So it's one of those things you just take your opportunity while you have it because you don't know if you're going to get it later. So it's like, all right, I'm already away. <laughs> so I might as well just go just in case. True. I was like, all right, fine. I'll just fucking pee, I guess. I hate leaving the show, though. So Joe, another funny thing about Joe. So Joe is like the show. Like, it's his show. I'm a co-host. Ben's a co-host. And we're all family. We all love each other. And we're all on the show together. But to me, in my head, like, Joe started it. And he, it's his show. When he has people on. He leaves the most out of anybody, hands down, every time. He'll be like, I have to pee. But he'll also go outside and smoke like a couple drags of a cigarette. He pees outside. Like he doesn't go to the, the bathroom is right outside this door. It's right here. There's another door across the hall that's right there. That's the bathroom. He's not in that one. I promise you peeing. He's outside right now. Probably I thought I got him too into the conversation where he wouldn't want to walk away that long because you start losing no, track no, of no. that. <laughs> that's just his style though he's just like whatevs i'm gonna go fucking bleh, like do this it's it's funny i love it it's a funny quality because i'm like babe like i not with you but like we'll have someone who like i've never met on and joe's like oh yeah i've listened to tons of their shows and i know them and blah 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 and i'm like cool and then he'll just leave and i'm like hi we can talk too like it's cool <laughs> a few moments later and we're back oh uh, so you know joe um we were deep into that conversation. Now my fucking stoner brain doesn't remember where he left off. So we were talking about uh, concave earth and uh, golf balls and shit. But uh, <laughs> the, the idea of like an infinite plane, like we were talking about, uh, seems pretty interesting to me because it, it 
kind of it makes up for everything else like as far as hollow earth and i don't know what space is yet either though so if there's an infinite plane i still am unsure what the fuck space is but i'm pretty sure there's some water up there that's what it seems like to me if anything like there's a lot of biblical references to it i was listening to some other podcasts the other day and they were mentioning that there's a lot of people that have used nautical terms when referring to space like even like jfk where he did some speech before they went to the moon or he was talking about like uh some, I don't remember the exact wording, so I don't want to. I don't want to try to quote it, but something about it, they're using like naval talk within like the speech, and there's just been a lot of different sail on a new sea or something. Yeah, it was yeah something, something like along that. those lines. Yeah. Do so, you remember how? Um, do you remember the documentary you watched where it showed light particles in water? Right. It looked exactly like stars. And it looked exactly like stars in this documentary, and then we, Joe got a telescope that had amazing magnification and he said hey babe come here and check out this star it was one of the red stars <clears throat> like beetlejuice or Beetle whatever Geist, you call it like yeah. he, oh my gosh yep jinx so <laughs> so i think it was that one and i looked at it and it was identical it was flashing and pulsating exactly the same as in the documentary and i that was with my eyes that i saw that it was insane i couldn't believe it and I don't know. It's very, very similar to what we saw in that documentary. Yeah, the, twinkling the whole of theories stars. about there being yeah. like a layer of water, and that's where maybe the great floods came from. Like again, just a theory, but just an entertaining idea. Or like uh, a hole got poked in the little. Yeah, essentially something along those lines that just like the water that was like surrounding the planet itself like burst, and then that's where all the water came from. Because really thinking about it, like where would that much water come from from a great flood unless there was some sort of like, I don't know, just like a a whole bunch of water being held back by something like a dam and then something finally broke it and that's where all that water come, came from like right the ice caps wouldn't have like days. flash melted and had that much fucking water just cover the entire earth you know that doesn't make any sense like there has to have been some type of massive water structure even if you're going back into the wall theory like i was saying that some kind of like dam or something broke that just let that much water in you know right and i mean if you want to go to the bible it says he opened up the waters of the deep or some shit to that effect uh is that springs underneath the ground maybe it was both maybe he opened up some springs underneath the earth and the top and it's just 40 days the whole earth was flooded nothing left see that was so, the other theory i was thinking i was hearing too he's not it, gonna do that it was like plates that like sat on top of each other and like pushed a bunch of water out i guess that's like also a possibility so i don't want to not entertain all different angles but like I don't know. The water had to come from somewhere. Not that much water just doesn't come from rain. It was either below the surface, which entertains the whole hollow earth theory, or it came from above, which would also entertain the whole, you know, space being possibly water, or it came from some kind of dam, which also entertains like the whole, like maybe we're on a giant plane theory. So. <laughs> right. And that kind of goes back to the moon thing too. I guess that's why it's my favorite is because uh, in my mind, I haven't seen a single shred of hard evidence that we've ever been out into space if you see why is the moon so clear Mars, though that's like the only thing in the sky you can stare at that you can see with your eyes and it's like very clear where it doesn't look like it has that water effect you know because it's inside the firmament or whatever i don't know mm -hmm. but like the uh the the rover on mars that kind of thing like that could be so easily faked or cgi'd or you know a, a thing out in fucking nevada like who who knows and with a color filter i don't know but nothing i've seen from quote other planets looks that much different from something you could film on Mar or on earth like there's there's a bunch of people that'll find stuff like that where it's like this is a rover landing pic or a uh, mars rover picture and then they'll find like the spot in the desert and they like take a picture from a certain angle and they're like look this is exactly the shot like right the exact even if you want to do it in real yeah. time all you need is a red filter on the lens and then boom there you go mars and you could literally yeah. be like, look, everybody, as long as you know that there's nobody around in the area that's going to be like, you know, walking by doing the fucking Sasquatch, like, huh? In the background of the camera, but. <laughs> well, that gets into kind of a, a weird, like, prison planet thing, too, where if you subscribe to these ideas, people are like, what, are we sequestered here? We're, we like, quarantined on Earth? I'm like, I'm starting to kind of think so. I don't think we've really gone as far as we have said we've gone. Nobody seems to make it out of here alive. Uh, we've been here for how many billions of years, according to the mainstream, and we've never figured out a way to get off of here and do other stuff. Like, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. I keep using this a lot, but it's like the allegory of the cave where it's just like, 
we were here, our generations were born here, so we don't know anything different, but like there could be people on the outside looking at it like, how are you not fucking getting this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I mean, there could be, dude. That could be all the whistleblowers and all these like aliens and shit, and everybody's just like, oh, these fucking people are crazy. Like, no, I've seen the other side. Like, they really have. <laughs> like, who fucking knows? I believe it. That's why I like the, the multiverse or multidimensional thing, too, is because that explains some, too, where it's just out of phase or you have to do something with your brain to, to get there. It's not a physical thing. Like we're not physically going past the wall or whatever is out there. We're just, you have to figure it out yourself, which brings us back to the beginning of, you got to focus on yourself. Oh, I was going to say spiritualism. You got to bring that aspect of it into it all too. Cause that's kind of on the side that like, if I was going to put my, my money on any religion, not even like that it has like necessarily a name, but I'm definitely more of like a spiritual type person that I believe right. that there's like, even if we're like recycled consciousness, like, I don't know, there's just, we, we have like a connection to the planet. Like I like to entertain the theory a lot of the time that like maybe whatever planet plane we're on, the reason why we like call it mother earth or like Gaia stuff like that is because like, if there would theoretically be a God to us, it would almost be like the planet itself or right. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but like, Again, like you were saying way earlier in the show, like everything weirdly links back to spiritualism. And why is it so that why is spiritualism the only like religion that doesn't have like as much of a definition within the general public and people that believe it just look like crazy, like hippie type people, you know, like there has to be more to that shit. Like why, why would everything link to it if it doesn't make sense? And if everything does link to it, why is it not a more recognized religion in an aspect? But at the same time, you don't want it to be because then people would learn how to take power over it. Just like every other religion, it takes one bad, one bad seed, and then you know the whole fucking thing's gone from there. You know, like even if it yeah. did have roots of a lot of like good moral things in the beginning of it, like one bad person fucks it all up for the rest of eternity. Yeah, that's why it, it's weird that uh, a lot of spiritualism is so demonized too, especially. And I'm not siding with it, but Christianity is so fucking demonized, and this whole. I mean, this is a conversation for a different day, but the whole trans Baphomet thing is being pushed right now. And that seems to be the opposite of Christianity and Christianity is being very demonized. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I, I grew up a certain way and I have a certain perspective that other people don't have. So it's hard, hard to make heads or tails of it. But this is why we have these conversations. Try to figure this shit out. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you can't just, like, sit and have these conversations with normal people. And I always come back to that shit, too. It's just, like, that's why you start you a can, podcast. can, but I don't recommend it. Yeah, people look at you like you're fucking insane. Like, at work, this sounds like... I've mentioned this in my podcast a couple times, but, like, obviously, like I said, I'm more of, like, a spiritual person. So they're trying to get me to do some bullshit I don't want to do at work. And moral of the story is I was pretty much telling them, like, I don't want to do that. I've never done it. I have enough responsibilities. And part of the reasons why is because I have locks and I can only wash them once a week. And when I do that, I get fucking disgusting, like, instantly. So the one lady's like, well, if your personal choices get in the way, like, that's your option to cut them or not. And it's like, how do you even say, like, I'm a spiritual person, so I don't believe in cutting my hair. But if I was, like, a, a Christian or, like, anybody else that had, like, any specific thing with their religion, like, you'd fully recognize it and understand where I'm coming from. But because I'm a spiritual person and I don't believe in cutting my hair and that's why I lock it, like, how am I the fuck am I supposed to, like, like you're not going to take me seriously if I say that. And that's almost a problem yeah. with society nowadays, you know? Like, you don't recognize shit like that. <laughs> Yep. I know. I feel you, dude. Well, we probably have to get going here. Uh, Jen had to leave for some reason, so... I don't good. Know she took off pretty on. quick. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, so we should probably get out of here. But, dude, thanks so much for having us on. We appreciate it, and of course we'll be in touch with you whenever you want. So we left it at such a sad note. We got we to gotta spice it up and sound a little bit more happy at the end, at least. At least for, for your Damn. words of wisdom. Because you at least got to do that part for me before you go, if you got some. Dude, my words of wisdom every show is use your fucking turn signals. That's it. <laughs> I drive for a living. Just do it. Like, it's not that hard. You, you learn how to drive. You use your turn signal. Just fucking do it. As somebody who drives for a living, I would very much appreciate it. Those are my words of wisdom. Use your fucking turn signals. That you want to drop your plugs too, of course. So, you know, everybody that enjoyed this conversation that hasn't heard of Legit Bat can come and find you guys. Uh, yeah, just Legit Bat uh, on Rockfin, wherever you get podcasts if you're into the audio. We do have a YouTube, but I barely do anything on there. And uh, we do have a Patreon that we do four extra shows a month on. 
And oh, we do have merch too, legitbat.com if you want to get a shirt like Shane has. And pretty, I think that's about it. Yeah, that covers everything. Awesome. Awesome. So I really appreciate both you guys coming on the show. Not that, you know, Jen's here anymore because she, she ran off in, in a hurry. So hopefully all is well. <laughs> but I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I'm hoping to hopefully, since this was kind of a shorter episode, it'll probably be about an hour. Usually the show runs like an hour and a half. Maybe I can have you guys back on hopefully sooner than later. And we can get into yeah. another deep conversation because we enjoyed a lot of fun in the beginning talking about podcasting. But I feel like a lot of people would enjoy the deeper part of the conversation we're getting into. So that was just a little, oh, yeah. little taste for the listeners to come back in the future. Yes. But anyways, everybody that stuck around, not that it was this long this time, because usually I say everybody stuck around for the whole conversation. Uh, there will be more to come in the future. Hopefully you enjoyed. I definitely love working with Legit Bet. I appreciate them coming on the show. And I appreciate everybody that's listening. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.